John, will you explain to people exactly what Grinder is? Sure. So Grinder is a mobile app um, specifically designed for gay and bisexual men or men who are interested in men to find each other if they are nearby. So you download it on your phone, and from there, once you log on, you can see how far away the next person is with Grinder. You can see their profile, which includes um, a picture, sometimes of their face, sometimes just of their body, sometimes no picture at all, depending on if they're out or if they're discreet. Um, it'll have their details. It'll have their height. It'll have their weight. It'll have their race. It'll have a brief bio, um, what they're looking for, things like that. And then you can message them. You can tap their profile picture, hit message, and start talking to them. And typically the object is there, there's some people on there who say, you know, I'm here for friends, I'm here for dating, but usually nine times out of ten, it's a hookup app. Usually it's so that you can find sex. Okay. And I think maybe that's what either disturbs people or else cultivates this idea of gay men as being promiscuous and that there's this culture mm-hmm. of fairly anonymous sex. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair description of it or of gay culture? I think it can be a little unfair. I think that there are um, certain environments where gay men maybe don't feel terribly safe meeting other people in public. Um, That's just not something that's been afforded to our community in the past. Like, we can't just go up to someone who we think is attractive, usually, and say, hey, I think you're really handsome, because in the past, that sometimes meant violence or it sometimes meant a really negative, hostile reaction. So I think that we've sort of been corralled into um, underground hookup culture. And now that that's sort of starting to go away, we're living in a time now where there's a little bit more acceptance. Um, some of the social norms are softening towards gay men. But a lot of those customs are still there. And I think that a lot of um, straight people look at it now and they think, oh, that's sort of trashy. Or, oh, that's sort of, um, I don't know, uh, so do you th- are, you, are you saying that uh, some gay people would actually look down on this kind of thing themselves? They'd actually judge it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it depends on what generation of gay men you are and obviously how you were raised, how comfortable you are with your gayness. But there are gay men who look at Grindr and they think, oh, that's trashy. Now, you described in an article you've written about the differences that an app like Grindr can make depending on where you live, that maybe if you're in a big urban area, you don't really need it because there are recognised places you can go to meet other gay men, but that maybe in more rural areas or more repressive societies, that's when it can become quite important, actually. Right, absolutely. And it obviously also depends on the person. Like, um, just reading... What happened in Ireland, I was just, all I could think was, well, yeah, that makes total sense because none of those people would be out and proud and sort of meeting, they're not allowed. Yeah. Um, so we have, obviously, in New York City, gay bars where we can go and we can sort of meet each other, but I think that Grindr also adds that touch of convenience. Um, like other mobile apps, like you don't have to actually leave your house or you don't have to actually go socialize, or if you have social anxiety, you can sort of message someone from the comfort of your own home. And I think that that has another dimension to it. It's sort of like right fingertips. Yeah. Um, Then, so if you take communities, say, like the trainee priests, or if you take certain countries where homosexuality might be illegal, say, in countries in Africa or places like Saudi Arabia, 
you can see on the one hand how something like Grindr would be more important than ever as a means for gay men to meet each other. And yet at the same time, it strikes me, it's probably, it must be dangerous too. Because say if you are homophobic, couldn't you just sign yourself up to Grindr and then go and meet gay people and, you know, be violent towards them? Or, you know, wasn't the guy in Orlando, hadn't uh, he signed up to Grindr? Yeah, um, I think that the Orlando thing was never quite proven. I think that a lot of people said that he was. I don't think we ever had concrete evidence. But it's interesting that you bring that up because that's exactly what's happening in Russia, for example. There are a lot of people signing up for Grindr and asking people to come over. And then when they do come over, they're beaten or they are um, sometimes arrested. Yeah. It's happening in Africa as well. Um, so what's happening is, uh, just like in the past, like in the old days, in the gay community with the sort of low-key, subtle hookup culture that was happening, you would give each other signs, you would give each other hints, you had little ways of letting each other know that you were gay without actually having to say it. So what a lot of these people are doing is they're um, purchasing secondary apps. They're purchasing Hornet, which is like Grindr, but a little bit different. Um, or they're purchasing Jack, which is also just a little bit different. And so they're trying to move on to different apps that maybe aren't, haven't been infiltrated and compromised by people who are out there trying to do them harm. Right. Okay. So they're looking for somewhere safer. And right. um, so do you feel safe on it? Is it working for you in your life? Yeah, so far in my life, it's been a pretty positive experience. I haven't had any danger come of it, but I always have in the back of my mind um, that filter that lets me know what the red flags are, that lets me know like, oh, this might not be safe. Right. But that might not be a good idea. Or this person is giving me a weird vibe. And I'm, I try to be very choosy about who I actually meet. Um, it's obviously, you know, if you have sort of either lower standards or you sort of want something risky out of it, the, the, fact, the odds of something bad happening go way up. And sometimes they do, even here in America. Okay, and just a final question. You know, this mm-hmm. culture of, say, gay men meeting each other, you know, for what I call casual sex. Um, a friend of mine was joking and say, you know what, that's got absolutely nothing to do with being gay. That's just men <laughs> when you take women out of the <laughs> equation. Would you go along with that, that this is something that straight men would probably be into just fine, um, you know, if they didn't probably have wives looking over their shoulders? Yeah, I think about that all the time. Um, I think the norms that govern... Uh, straight culture that governs straight relationships are a lot more rigid, a lot more established. There's a lot to unpack that keeps um, straight men and straight women finding each other on apps. Certainly it happens. Mm. But I, for example, whenever I talk to a lot of my um, female friends, they're always like, oh, gross, I can never be on an app. Or, oh, no, that would, like, they would have to deal with straight men who, (laughs) the attitude of straight men towards women is often pretty misogynistic and I think they're a little bit afraid. They're like, oh, God, I don't know. What if I meet a lot of creeps? Or that sounds like full of weirdos. Um, so I think there's a lot more keeping something like Grinder from happening to straight people. But then we have Tinder, which is sort of yeah. really catching on right now. And I think that they're all kind of okay with Tinder because it's not an explicitly a sex app. <laughs> it's not explicitly there for hookups. It's sort of just there for dating. It's attached to your Facebook. Um, so, yeah, I think that straight men they were, to be honest with themselves, would love something like Grindr. Right. <laughs> they could just hop on, look for a hookup, and just like have it right there. 